Good morning, good morning, Love and welcome to House of Fucking Gospel, Block Talk Radio. Coming to you from uh, 3166 Avenue down south here in the big city of uh, Beatrice, Alabama. Uh, we want to thank you for being a part of our broadcast for today. Um, government contracts and requests for RFP. Government contracts and requests for RFP. Uh, uh, I guess the RFP is coming on now. And we want to thank you. We hope that you are interested in becoming a government contract. Dr. McCorby, you there? I'm here. I'm here. All right. Uh, let me put on my headphones and um, hold on just a minute. I'm uh, on direct connect, so I'm not using the cell phone. All right. The radio number for calling in. Can you hear me clear now? Yes. Okay. Uh, let me cut off. Let me up the, uh, cut off the monitors inside of the studio. I just cut the monitors off. How about now? Can you hear me really clear? <laughs> Very clear. Good job. Hello. I'm here. Can you hear me? Dr. McCorvey. I'm here. Can you hear me? All right. I can Talk hear you. For me, can please. you hear me? Hold on a minute. Let me turn your volume up. Go ahead now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, loud and clear. Loud and clear. Awesome. 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 Well, good Good morning, Dr. McCorvey, and welcome to our broadcast for today. Someone that you had uh, lined up to uh, call in and uh, talk to. Or I'm, I can go ahead and give him that telephone number, 347-202-0317. You can uh, call him on another line, but leave your line open, and and, and, uh, and have him call in, and, and all three of us can be in the studio. Good deal. Sounds great. Okay. Uh, well, I'm, what I'm, I'm gonna... Go ahead. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and call him now. And okay. while we're talking about government contracts and uh, the uh, capability statement that goes along with it, I want to make sure that uh, there's in, in, he's included inside that picture. So uh, go ahead and do your uh, – uh, go ahead and do your uh, – Okay, I'll go ahead and do the introduction and stuff while you're doing that, and I'll be, I'll be waiting for you guys, him, to call in and when you join us okay, again. Okay, good deal. But you, you okay, can, good deal. Uh, I, in fact, if you want to hang up, you can uh, hang up and then just get everybody connected and call back in if you want to. Okay, let's see what we got going on. Okay, sounds good. 30-347-202-0317. That is the number for calling in to talk about government contracts and what is required for you. Dr. McCormick makes some connection with a representative that's going to be joining us here shortly on House of and Gospel Blog Talk Radio, National Association of Black Defenders, government contracts and requests for RFP. Stay with us as we begin to talk about the issues of government contracts. Uh, Dr. McCarvey, you can call him at 713. Uh, I'm sorry, you can call the radio station at 713-955-0464 or 347-202-0317. This is the National Association of Black Defenders here in Washington, D.C. Our website is uh, www.nationalassociationofblackdefenders.org on the Internet. Welcome to the National Association of Black Defenders, located in Washington, D.C., your source for and near Arlington, Virginia, and Bethesda, Maryland. How to get in position to get government contracts, trucking, 
janitorial, EPA contracts, and others. What is the requirement for government certification? The National Association of Black Defenders Incorporated is on the front line of getting you qualified and certified to be a government contractor. Uh, let's give you the address of the National Association of Black Defenders Incorporated at 1629 Case Northwest Suit 300, Washington, D.C. 2006. For grants information, you can please call 561 301 4494. If you're in need of grant information, so for getting qualified for a grant, uh, the National Association of Black Defenders, under the direction of Dr. Michael McCorvey, can give you that information as well. We also want to give a special shout out for all of those that have been praying for the organization, praying for Dr. McCorvey uh, and his recovery. He is back in, in the fray. Uh, we hope he's not in the fray too quick, but anyway, he's still back in the fray. He had been dealing Amen. with issues, health issues, but he is back here with us right now. Uh, doctor, would you ever uh, connect with him yet or have him call in or whatever? I guess I, I'll give you the mic. I, I uh, was not able to get him, but i tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go on with the program as okay. scheduled, and probably uh, on a later date we'll get back with him because we do have a, a quite a bit of information that I want to go over when it comes to federal contracts and grants and contracts. Uh, that's going to be of interest to our uh, radio uh, uh, broadcast today. Okay. All right, Dr. McCorvey, I will let you uh, have the floor and the mic. And we want to begin with uh, the introduction, Dr. Michael McCorvey. He's head of the National Association of Black Defenders, and he can get you certified and in position to uh, – for your business to have government contracts. I want to start out first with this question uh, before you begin, and then you can go into it. What is the um, qualifications for a person to become a government contract? In other words, you got to have an operating business. You got to have a paper trail. You got to have a tax number. You got certain basic things that you got to have to be a government contract. It ain't got nothing to do with color. Yeah, even though color and racism does come into everything, but there are certain things that you got to have if you are going to be a government contractor. You got the flow, Dr. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, thank you, uh, Brother Howard. Uh, we appreciate you, your prayers, and uh, the National Association of Black Defenders prayers while we were going through our uh, uh, sickness and everything, and Uh, We thank God that all is well and that we are able to speak to you today. That was a serious operation. Uh, I had a brain tumor, and uh, I didn't know how serious it was until I entered uh, that operating room, and it it just shut me all the way down. But we thank God that all is well. Uh, When when God is in control, uh, let him stay in control. Let him have the will because he, he knows what's best for us. Amen. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful, grateful for that. you all. Prayers. Amen. So uh, we want to talk today about the uh, federal contract, what it takes to get a federal contract, and the certification process of getting federal contracts. One of the things that uh, I want to One start thing- off with is the beginning, the, uh, the certification part of this uh, talk. In order for a company or a business to get a federal contract, 
this is where they start. Number one, that business needs to be incorporated as an LLC, limited liability company, or a nonprofit. It can be incorporated as a nonprofit, or it can be incorporated as a for-profit business. Now, uh, there's no stipulation on how you incorporate your business. As long as your business is incorporated in the state that you do business, and you have a federal tax ID number. Let me talk to you about that before we go further. If you have a federal tax ID number, uh, also known as an EIN number, that number is what the federal government recognized with the RS to get you the type of contracts and grants that's good for your business. You have to have an uh, a EIN number or a federal tax ID number in order to do business. Uh, that's one of the main uh, uh, measures that's taken to make sure that you're in good standing with your paperwork when it comes to federal contracts is that your EIN or federal tax ID number is in place. The second part of that is that once you have that, then you – and you can go online and, and, and actually apply for a EIN number. And all you do is go to irs.gov, then go to um, uh, their website. The, the website will come up, and you want to go directly to apply for EIN number. And the form is a digital online. You can apply for the number online in less than 10 minutes you will have your number if all your paperwork over the years have been uh, in place for your business or for your personal. Because the uh, Fed, I learned this here uh, uh, probably about 15 years ago going through the system, the Fed uh, knows every single thing about everybody, and this is one of the tools that they use to make sure that you are legitimate, that your business is a uh, business of business, and that you were ready to do business with the federal government. They, they use that e, the EIN number. Now, let me go a little deeper than that. With that EIN number, you have to apply for your Don and Bradstreet, your DMV number. Your DMV number, and I'm going to take my time this morning, your DMV number actually set in place for you to get uh, the uh, next stage of federal contracting, and, and grants. You have to have a Dun & Bradstreet number. That's what DMV stands for, Dun & Bradstreet number. So that also is online. Uh, you probably have to call a consultant a lot of times to go through that. I'm, I'm available, and I got other uh, consultants that's with our team that's available to uh, help you with that particular paperwork it's not difficult, but if you haven't done it before, it's difficult, you know, and I won't tell nobody it's not difficult. Uh, if you haven't done something before, it becomes difficult. So you have to take your time, uh, get with a consultant, get with a person that has walked through this paperwork before, but your next step is to done in Bradstreet. You can't not get a case code. You cannot get approved to do federal contracts unless you have that DMV. So uh, that's the one. The, I'm, I'm giving you the order of the steps that has to be taken in order to get uh, a federal contract. 
And I'm going to walk. And this might be a two-part series for us. You know, I might be able, might not be able to give it all to you today. And we have to schedule another time that we can continue the program talking about federal contracts and grants, uh, which is a lot of grants and federal contracts are out there now. But we have to be uh, what I call um, paperwork uh, legit and also have the right uh, frame of mind when we're looking at these contracts because there is a lot out there. Uh, don't let it blow you away because it seems like a lot. A lot of people get blown away because it seems like a lot that they're having to do. Uh, but uh, as a consultant over the years, I've been able to coach and direct and design uh, programs for people to get federal contracts. So that's uh, part of our uh, uh, of what we do uh, with NAB and with Global um, so people can, can get these contracts and be able to work uh, as a contractor for the government, and uh, uh, these are very lucrative contracts. Let me say that. You know, they, they have over, I want to say, close to uh, $20 billion in nothing but contracts the government does. And because everything that the government do now is contracted out to uh, um, certified contractors. They don't do it in the house anymore. GSA does not do uh, grants and contracts in-house. They sub it, they contract it out to um, uh, minority businesses, supposedly, uh, SBA businesses, supposedly, and others that have their certification, they can contract it out to you. If you have a cage code, I'm going to explain that to you. If you have a cage code, you are eligible to receive government contracts and grants. Uh, a part of that process is getting your Dun & Bradstreet, that's where we left off from, in order. And once you get your, your Dun & Bradstreet number, you get a number from Dun & Bradstreet. Once you get your Dun & Bradstreet number, then the next step will be to apply for your CAGE code, to apply for your CAGE code. Now, to apply for this, uh, is certain things and certain identifications that they want you to have that they can identify you as owner of that particular company or business. You and you become the makeup of your company or business, and they identify you uh, with government contracting that way. So when you apply for your final step for the certification then you will have to, you got to, your tax ID number, you got your Dunn Bradstreet number, and then you go on the federal website. You go on the federal website, sam.gov. That's what you put in the computer, sam.gov. And once you put sam.gov in the computer, then uh, the, it will ask you what you want to do with this entity. And you tell them that you want to uh, apply for contracting, uh, government bids with this entity. It will take you to a page of pages because it's probably about 44 pages that where you apply and you input your information. Um, and once your information is loaded up uh, with them, then what they will do, they will send it over first. It goes through the RS. You got to be checked out by the RS. That's the first thing. And then once you're checked out by the RRS, your next step will be 
that they got to uh, check out your documentation to make sure everything legit and everything's above board. They check that out, you know. And then uh, during that process, they go through what they call a capability statement. All right, what is purpose of a capability statement? Government contracting has developed into a very competitive marketplace thanks to its potential for being very uh, profitable, which it is profitable. uh, A lot of companies that can walk in the door of of, uh, federal contracting and don't have a dime, nothing, and win a major contract and they're on top, you know, so uh, it's profitable. Uh, companies of all sizes, from small, micro uh, companies, uh, firm, uh, large firms, uh, as long as they have their capability statement and as long as they have their information in place, they can apply for these uh, government to these government agencies and federal and state as well as municipality for contracts. All right, so uh, uh, they have to have a uh, capability statement in place. This capability statement, let me talk about that for a minute. The capability statement tells the public, a private entity, what kind of business that you operate and what your business is all about. And it gives a differentiation of your business from someone else's business that's doing the same thing. A good example, uh, John Doe may be, uh, have a, he may have a dump truck, and he's hauling gravel. And that's somebody else that has a dump truck that's hauling gravel also, but they're they going the extra mile. They're hauling both gravel and they're doing uh, road service through DOT. So, one business is different from the other based on their credentials and what they do. When you go online with government contracting, one of the main criteria is what makes your business different from someone else's business. And all of that is found within your capability statement. So once you compile your information and give them your capability statement, then you, you're ready to go to the next level. Uh, capability uh, statements should be very brief. It should be only one or two pages. You don't want to give them a lot of uh, uh, information, but it's one or two pages. And it tells them uh, uh, the successful firms use their capability statement for a number of purposes. Number one, required in many government registration um, processes. Uh, a door opener to new agencies, proof of qualification, proof of past performance. It will set your, uh, you apart from your competitors and give you an edge over other businesses. So this capability statement is very important to uh, government contracting agencies, uh, government contracting uh, certification. So the, the next part of that same envelope is that you can really uh, tie in to government contracting uh, by filling out the proper paperwork to get your cage code online through sam.gov. If you are not familiar with the terminology and the uh, code, because there's a lot of codes that they use, federal codes that they use 
to um, uh, when you're filling it out, is like I said, it's 44 pages on this. Uh, please, by all means, call us and allow us to help you in that process of getting your team, getting your business off the ground to a good start. Okay. Uh, make sure that you include in your capability statement at least uh, uh, a resume or a work history of what you have done in the past when it comes to that particular operation. If you're a dump truck driver, I'll just use that as an example, and you've been doing this for five years or ten years or however long or just two years, uh, that gives you history within your uh, caliber of business so you can get the uh, contract in that particular field without any problem. That is very important. Now, the next part of this, uh, after you have gotten your capability statement together, is that you want to make sure and that you contact uh, the point of contact that's on uh, the federal website, and they do have several uh, uh, numbers on that website that you can get uh, for contact, and you want to make sure that everything lined up for you, for your business, uh, they do have a staff that will you can talk to on a uh, daily basis when it comes to federal certification. Uh, we are consulting uh, for them, for a lot of companies. Uh, we do consulting on the basis of uh, the need uh, uh, on uh, the on basis, this basis of what a company is looking for. So we do work with, directly with a lot of companies and getting them certified. One of the things that we haven't mentioned is in, during the process of this, uh, they're going to want and need uh, permanent information connecting you and your company. You know, uh, they're going to need this. This is for the process of getting you certified. So they're going to need this. We, uh, whether my team does it or you have someone to do it for you, uh, is, this per, uh, pertinent information is needed to complete the process. So if they ask you for proof of qualifications or how long you've been working this type of work or, or, or any background information that they need to get you passed from point, uh, point A to point Z, please, by all means, work with them, and getting this information uh, to them will be so helpful to finish your process. They're going to they want you to have a NAT code or several NAT codes. Let me explain what a NAT code is. A NAT code is a national industry code that is given to a business uh, to prescribe or, or, or show what type of work that you do. A good example of that, if you in the trucking business, they have NAT codes just for trucking. There is several, you know, so you can uh, put down specific trucking that you do to get the NAT code that will fit your company. And this is how you get your contract, is that you have to have that NAT code listed when you do your application. So uh, if you in the a logistics trucking and moving business. You need to have the NAT code. You can go online to NAT code, and you can uh, look up the NAT code that goes with that particular occupation. If you are an environmental uh, manager of environmental um, cleanup crew, you, it's, a, it's NAT codes for that. 
you know, especially now because of COVID-19. They have uh, specific NAC codes for people that do environmental cleanup, um, industrial cleanup for COVID-19. Uh, young man just won a small contract for $3 million. We say small. That's a nice chunk of change uh, to uh, clean up buses on a, a federal level. The federal government had the contract, and they gave it to this young man in Chicago just to clean buses and to uh, make sure that they're COVID-ready uh, and they have been properly cleaned uh, for people to ride the bus. This is serious. This is serious business, especially now because of COVID-19. So uh, that industrial cleaning is a lot of contracts out there for that, you know. So, and I do have uh, a few companies that's calling me now about they need people. They need people that can fulfill these contracts. I talked to uh, Miss Bessie over in Colorado on last week, and she said that she has several contracts for cleaning, industrial cleaning, janitorial cleaning uh, throughout the country, and that I need to stay in contact with her because more are going to come available as time goes back because we're trying to get our country back in the uh, back to norm, which is going to take a while. We've got to go through this, this cleanup, this industrial cleaning, janitorial cleaning, making sure everything is wiped down. This is, a, this is big right now, you know, so there's no little – uh, jobs out there, uh, everything is considered big right now because of COVID-19 when it comes to uh, industrial and janitorial cleaning. So that's just a good example of what's out there, you know, there's others. I can name them. There's so many, you know. So uh, just wanted, I want to use that as an example of what's out there. And it's a major contract that your company whether you uh, is a, a sole member LLC, you can apply for sole member LLC when you do your articles of of, uh, of uh, organization, if um, and that's part of it. You know that limited liability company. If you do your if you go in there by yourself, and I'm I'm the sole member LLC, you can do that. You know that's legal. Uh, you can be just one one person, or you can go as a team or as a group. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, three or more uh, to get incorporated. It depends on your business, depending on uh, what, how you pick your group, how you pick your team. I always tell people to be very uh, cautious and careful when it comes to partnerships. I've seen a lot of, uh, of uh, destruction <laughs> and a lot of people get their feelings hurt uh, in developing partnerships, you know, so you have to be very careful with that. So we, we have to be on target for what we're doing when it comes to those type of contracts. So uh, we are clear on that. That's a major part of the business. Uh, the next step would be once you have a clear capability statement and you're working on your 44-page documentation for the Fed, the next thing that you will need to do is make sure that you document and keep a good paper trail on all of everything that you're doing because they can come back a year later, five years later, and call on you for your paperwork. And you need to have everything in order. Keep a good paper trail. Keep everything clean. And you will get more contracts and more business through the same program. I'm going to pause for right now and ask, are there any questions at this particular time? 
I know we discussed a lot. Okay, what I, what I, I want to um, um, ask the question about is that um, there's a lot of codes and a lot of uh, symbols like that, that you use in regards to uh, government contract. When you go to mm-hmm. the sam.gov uh, page, is there a link on there that will give you an, where you can go to find out some about the different codes and things that you need? Uh, I, I'm going <laughs> to post. I'm going to post. Uh, Sam, you said Sam dot dub, right? Gov, G-O-V, Gov. Sam dot G-O-V, okay. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and I, I'm also posting uh, where people can get answers. Okay, now, if they want to talk to you personally about government contracts, your number is what? My number is 513014494. They can call hey. me up until 7 o'clock in the evening, and I'll be more than happy to answer their questions when it comes to uh, a federal contracting. Okay, uh, that's 561-301-4494. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. All right. Uh, how many more minutes we got? Cause I got just a mo- little more information. Yeah, you got you 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 still got uh, uh, over an hour. Even though we got we're live oh, okay. streaming time, we still got over an hour. Oh, good deal, good deal. Appreciate you, man. Uh, so that's 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 very important. Uh, is having, like I say, the right information when it comes to these contracts. Uh, ha- you uh, won't need a. Um, uh, a, I, I always say you, you don't need a CPA. Uh, it looks like you do need a CPA when you're doing this paperwork, but you don't need a CPA. Our office try to handle a lot for people when they call in to get their paperwork taken care of and everything. Uh, we try to go over every uh, tilt of uh, that uh, particular industry. Uh, a good example would be uh, I'm working with a guy now out of Atlanta, Georgia, and he has a lawn and maintenance, uh, yard maintenance service, and he want to get certified to do federal contracts. And basically, I'm building his portfolio for him. I'm, I'm having to do his business plan and his capability statement. I'm tying them both together and before we start. So it, it's, it's a format with that capability statement that has to be done before we can start working on the other part of the government contracting. That's why I kind of laid out that format for you earlier uh, for that capability statement. That's that's part of them asking uh, for just a sneak preview of your business. Now, a lot of businesses, once we have done that and you're ready to move to the next stage of paperwork, uh, it's, it's not a lot once you've done your your uh, background with, with, with that particular on that particular company, you know. So this guy that wants the lawn service in Atlanta, he wants uh, lawn and, and general maintenance uh, uh, contract. What we'll do is we'll take out the time to look at his company and uh, take a look at his background, his experience within that field of work. 
and we'll try to kind of tie them together so he can uh, get his capability statement. We'll help him with that, you know. Uh, and then once he gets his capability statement, then we'll go right into doing the uh, internal uh, paperwork online because everything is done online. Everything is done um, with the computer, uh, uh, putting in the right digital uh, marketing and business development online for that particular individual. Uh, then um, once this is done, we send out a, a brief report to uh, SAM.gov to let them know that uh, everything's in place and we're ready to move forward. You know, you don't want don't want to get ahead of yourself and move forward and don't have everything in place. Uh, if a person or a company, and I'm going to repeat this again need uh, support uh, or need um, the consult our consulting, uh, they can call us at 561-301-4494. That's 561-301-4494. We'll be able to uh, help you in every avenue of boosting uh, your business to do federal contracts. Uh, one thing that we try to do too, we try to uh, follow the compliance of the uh, federal government while we're walking through this, and they do have a compliance uh, program for us as federal contractors that we have to follow. And a part of that compliance is making sure that uh, we do good business. And let me break this down to you. We've had businesses in the past uh, uh, that, I'll give you a good example, that was during the one of the storms, hurricanes that hit the United States, the one that hit Puerto Rico, um, it was a young lady that won a contract. Uh, it was close to a $5 million water, bottle water contract. And she fumbled because she did not have what it took or didn't do her homework to, to uh, implement her bottled water program into what was going on. Puerto Rico need water like crazy. They couldn't drink their water. And uh, this bottled water contract, she fumbled the ball on it and lost the contract because she did not have uh, proof that she could get the, um, uh, the bottled water. Uh, she did not, although she had won now, uh, that didn't mean anything to the Fed when it came to uh, getting the job done, you know. So she uh, failed to provide them with the bottled water that they needed, you know. I think one truckload went out there to Puerto Rico, and that was it. And they lost, they forfeited the contract, you know. So, uh, and this was a black business, you know, and, and that, that hurt it because then it made the Fed to look closer at that particular company and other companies that wanted to do business with them. And that's why I tell a lot of our people, do your homework, do what is necessary in order to get the contract, and then make sure that you set in place uh, in your field of work what needs to happen for this particular contract. You know, don't, don't, don't be a lame duck. Please don't do a, be a lame duck. Go ahead, do your homework, do what it takes to get the contract, and at the same time, be ready to cover whatever the contract calls for, because they gave her so much money up front. That's where they operate a lot of times. They're going to give you money up front, 
and then they're going to uh, give you the contract. That's where they operate on, uh, once you bid on it. So um, she just didn't have things in place, and she lost the contract. Um, um, and and uh, they actually shut her down because of that. You know, she wasn't – you have to be thorough. You have to make sure you give these people the information that they need. You know, uh, make sure that everything's in your NAT code. If I tell you that I'm doing uh, um, trucking, and that trucking needs to be in my NAT code, you know, in order for me to get this uh, contract. If I tell you that I'm doing work with FEMA, I need to have a FEMA uh, NAT code connecting me to FEMA so I can do FEMA work, you know. So whatever is in your NAT code need to be on your paperwork that this is what you do, then there's no trouble at the river. You can uh, complete a contract, turn the paperwork in, get paid without a problem, you know. But make sure that, that everything is lined up within your NAT code when you tell a company or in a company or companies or individuals that you do a certain job and here's your capability statement and here's my proof of qualification, this is what I do. So that need to be inside your paperwork inside that 44-page document that you have to fill out and everything. So let me ask another question. Uh, uh, Brother Howard, uh, a lot of companies ask me, and this is a statement too, uh, uh, I, I, I filled out the paperwork and I was rejected the first time. Okay. Well, if you were rejected, go back to your email, because they're going to send you an email notice, and look at the reason why your company was uh, rejected, just don't throw your hands in the air and give up. But find out the reason why. It could be something very simple. It could be that you, you didn't uh, put in a certain document, or you didn't uh, uh, follow up on your paperwork, or do what was necessary for you to, to uh, uh, get the paperwork done. You know, it's about timing, too. So once you tie into that, they're looking for you to have this paperwork and the, and the government is like this. Anybody, I, I know you've been in the military, and, and anybody know the government, is, is, they have time sequence in doing things. They may tell you they need this done by this a particular date. Uh, give you a good example of what I'm talking about. If I got a contract, I got a John Turian contract, got to be transferred in by May the 14th at 2 p.m. And guess what? May the 14th at 2 p.m., if it's 2.05, they're not accepting it. You, you can hang it up. They're not gonna. They don't. They're not even gonna look at it. You know, because they've given you a, a time slot and a date for that paperwork need to be turned in, and that's the way they operate. If you uh, building your uh, portfolio for uh, to do federal contracts, and you say to yourself, because they already got it timed and allotted uh, for, they know exactly how much time it takes to complete this paperwork. I don't know how they do it. They have a system. The federal government has a system. And, and Brother Howard, I know you can attest to that because you've been in the military. They have a system they go by when it comes to uh, time and documents. Am I correct? That's right. That's right. That's absolutely correct. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let they, me, they, let know. Me they know. Let me ask yes, you a question. Uh, the question. The title for our program, Government Contracts, we know what government contract Mm -hmm. is, but request for Mm -hmm. RFP. Explain what RFP means. RFP, those those three words, three initials. 
okay? Request for proposal, RFP, request for proposal. Okay. So say, for example, that you're doing a grant, and that grant is uh, is asking for a request for proposal. They want you to do a proposal on the grant. If the grant is uh, on gun control, which is on the table right now in the state house in every state, gun control, uh, they want a request for proposal on how we can best control uh, domestic violence. I'll make it simple. Domestic violence within gun control. You know, how can we control that? How, what can we do uh, for that? Uh, then the, our, you have to do a statement. Uh, sometimes it's, it could be up to 25 pages, 30 page uh, documentation that they, they will ask you to do for that particular request for proposal, you know, and you have to, within that, dissect that and put in there all of the qualifications, how best are you qualified to do this job, a resume needs to be attached to that. With your experience under that request for proposal, uh, your years in that business with, goes along with that resume. Uh, have you done this type of work before? Uh, can you verify uh, your experience? Uh, it, it, so those are just a few things that will go inside that request for proposal. And a lot of times they will ask you for uh, the standard five, uh, for nonprofits, 501c3. Can, do you have proof of your 501c3? You know, then some of them ask for uh, nonprofit status. They might not ask for 501c3. They just uh, are you a non? Are you uh, incorporated as a nonprofit? You know, and you need to have that information. Yes, I'm, I, I was incorporated on such and such date. Here's my paperwork. This is what I do. You know, so that request for proposal asks for these type of documents. It asks for uh, you to have a statement within your statement on how you can best uh, solve the uh, problem at hand, or how you can best. Uh, uh, address the issues that you're looking at. If, if the issues is uh, bad water, you know, which Flint is dealing with in other uh, parts of the country, uh, how can you address that on a request for proposal? Uh, what type of uh, uh, capability statement do you need to walk in there with uh, for request for proposal? So it, 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 that request for proposal is, is your information business plan addressing the problem or the issues within the documentation that you have when it comes to grants and proposals. Okay. That's the right. logistics of it. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I'm going to hand, give some information out now. Uh, we going to, I want Dr. McCorvey to give his telephone number one more time for listeners who want to become certified and become a government contract, he can take you from A to Z. And then at the end of that process of A to Z, you will be qualified and certified to be a government contract. He's going to tell you everything you need from EIN number to your signing on the dotted line to become a government contract. But in the meantime, you need to find out more information about government contract. Go to SAM. S-A-M dot G-O-V, Sam dot G-O-V. 
the website www.fsd.gov. The hours of operation are 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. All right. You can call them toll free at 866-606-8220. Internationally, you can call them at 334-206-7828. In other words, if you want to become a government contractor, there is something required of you. And this information that uh, Dr. McCarver will give you and walk you through, if you need to become a government contractor, be serious about it. It ain't no fly-by-night thing, and it's, it's, it's the, the completed document is how many pages, Dr. McCorvey? 44 pages. 44 pages. That's a lot of paperwork. And guess what? I'm going to be real with you. Some of us black folk don't want to do no paperwork. And how are you going to get a government <laughs> contract if you don't, you, you don't get a government contract? Either you do the paperwork or you hire somebody to do the paperwork for you. Dr. McCorvey can That's take correct. you through that process. Mm-hmm. He can send you out the information and the package for you to become government certified. I gave one out to a local trucker here. I hope he is using it. I, I go by his uh, place of business. I ain't been in there and checked on him, but I am going to go. I'm going to go through that and follow through on that. Have you decided to become a government contractor? Are you did? Did you do anything about the package that I gave you? If he didn't, I'm going to ask him. Well, give me the package back. You don't want to do nothing. It's just be real right. business. All right, go mm-hmm. ahead, Dr. Mm-hmm. Yes, that number is, if, you, uh, if, if, if this is your desire to become a government contractor, that number is 561, call us at 561-301-4494. Again, 561-301-4494. Our email is globalmanagement.gov at gmail.com globalmanagement.gov at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us those two ways, and we will promptly uh, be ready to answer any questions, uh, uh, help you with any documentation, and walk you through the process of becoming a successful government contractor. All right, one more time. Now, I am serious about this, and Dr. McCall is serious about this. It is on a Tuesday morning here in Alabama, and he is in, uh, you're in Washington, D.C., or Atlanta right now. Where are you right now? Right now, I'm in Atlanta. He's in Atlanta. And here we are on the air talking to you about government contracts and how to become a government contract. Black folks, white folks, Mexican folks, I don't care who you are. You want to do something so far as to better, better your benefits for yourself or your family and make some money. Get up off your duffs. I'm just being real, trying to ain't trying to be overpowered, but just being real. You got to make it happen. Faith without work is Absolutely. dead. One more time, right. Dr. Corbin, for the number, for somebody to call to get information if they are serious about becoming a government tractor. What's your number? One more time. That number is 561-301-4494. Or you, can, or you can use our email if you, if you want to email. The email is uh, globalmanagement.gov at gmail.com. That's globalmanagement, spelled out, dot gov at gmail.com. Uh, uh, 
when you call or email, please be specific and have your information in front of you so we can walk you through the process. Okay. All right, now here's a, I want to give this out an alert for you if you are going to sam.gov, G-O-V. And that alert is this. The government will be completely available. Sam.gov would not be available due to uh, maintenance. That's on Friday, May the 21st at 4 p.m. Okay. Eastern Standard Time. That's Monday from May the 21st to May the 24th at 9 a.m. Eastern Time as it is upgrading to the modernized environment uh, information. In other words, they modernizing the website and getting stuff in order. So so be aware of that. So uh, awesome. that's May the 21st from 4 p.m. Eastern Time through Monday, May the 24th at 9 a.m. That's, uh, that's, that's three days. It's going to be, how do you say, upgrading, maintenance, whatever. Everybody's mm-hmm. getting set down for maintenance. Uh, so the government does the same thing. All right. Awesome. All right. Go ahead, Doctor McCorvey. We still got uh, we still got uh, hour and seven minutes. We got seven minutes of live streaming time. Uh, okay. To go, and then we'll go into recorded mode. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, uh, in this process, once you get all of your paperwork and all of your, uh, as we say, ducks in a row, and you're ready to do the federal contracting, uh, the most important part is uh, knowing that you're going to uh, apply for contracts and the small or whatever, it might not be anything, but whatever you uh, apply for, and uh, you will get a return on your investment of, of doing what you do when it comes to these contracts. I'm so excited that there's people out there that want to do federal contracts. You know, we fought for a long time for this, and we asked. And this is what we did as a people, as black folk. Now, can I say it like that, Brother Howard? Yeah, we you're absolutely asked, right. We asked the government, look, we want a piece of the pie back in the day. I don't know if y'all remember so that. You're talking about a piece of the pie. Go ahead. So we want a piece of the pie. This is what we want. Uh, so we want to go about this, and we want to get this um, uh, because we've been, we haven't been getting our share uh, of the American dream. So the government said, okay, we're going we're gonna to open the door so you can get uh, the share of the American dream. They have so many contracts now set aside just for minority business, just for women-owned businesses, just for blacks that's in business, and we're not even applying for it. That's so my, 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 to my 44 pages of paperwork. Everything requires something. Go ahead. Exactly. Exactly. So, so uh, we're going to have to get up and start applying for uh, these grants and programs and, and putting ourselves in the midst. Even if you don't know how to fill out the paperwork, call my office or call somebody, you know, that has the, the, the knowledge and skill set to uh, help you to fill out this paperwork, you know. But, but please, by all means, don't let it just sit there and then we go to crying, oh, I don't know how he got that contract. Lord, I, I, I applied. You didn't apply. 
You didn't apply. Don't don't tell that. But, the, but my people will do that now. I'm serious. I'm I'm very serious right now. You know, mm-hmm. we're griping to complain because we don't have, but at the same time, we don't apply ourselves. True I don't yeah. understand that, Brother Howard. That's it. That's it. That's just like if if I want to get to New York, I got to get up out of this room here in Beatrice, Alabama, and head out the door, headed toward New York, north, south, east, or west. In other words, I got to move. That's right. You want to go to contract? You got to move. You got to move move toward that contract. Do something to get a contract. How did he get that big job? He worked for it. He went to work. He did the paperwork. That's right. He got his Mm -hmm. ducks in a row. Go ahead, doctor. That's right. That's right. So important, and and, and that's good information because, you know, every day um, uh, our people come to me and they say, I I talked to a guy yesterday, well, um, I I want to to apply to get government contracts, but uh, uh, I'm I'm afraid of the IRS. Well, you shouldn't be in business to be afraid of nobody. He just blew my mind yesterday, you know? Yeah. You shouldn't be in business to be afraid of nobody or nothing. You, if you're in business, you mean business, and you're going to do business. You know, now yeah. I'm afraid. Well, I'm afraid. I don't know what they're going to say. Uh, no, no, wrong attitude. Wrong, uh-uh. You're talking to the wrong person right now. So, mm-hmm. But that's some of the stuff that we run into in the field, you know. Mm-hmm. And, in other words, and, 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 go ahead. Do mm-hmm. stuff right. Do your taxes right. Look certified exactly. person to do your taxes if you don't know how to do your taxes. Exactly. Be qualified exactly. and certified. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You're absolutely right, Brother Howard. You know, uh, uh, the lack of – it used to be a time that we could say, well, uh, he just don't know. Uh, uh, he didn't know that he's supposed to have this inside his business in order for it to be where it needs to be. But we have so many tools now, so many avenues to get it right now that we didn't have years ago, you know. So now is the time that we can apply these tools. We can uh, uh, apply what our, our God-given talent and, the, and, and what's out there and get these contracts. You know, I would love to see uh, Beatrice, Alabama, blow up with federal contracts, you know. It, they're out there. They're out there. You know, I would love to see Atlanta, Georgia, uh, spread even even more with federal contracts. You know, and 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 getting you qualified is what we do, and we want you to be on this on that page. That's the page that we want you on. So okay, uh, I'm excited Dr. about Parker, I wanna, this meeting. I want to do this to make sure we don't get cut off because I'm using Direct uh, Connect, and uh, sometimes okay. on Direct Connect. They are, they'll disconnect you if you are, uh, are using the, the computer. But uh, I'm going uh, to hang up, and I'm going to dial back in to the radio station, okay? You stay on okay, the line. Okay, that'll be fine. Okay? All right. I'll stay on the line. All right. All right, I'm connected now. Awesome. Okay, okay, I'm back in. All right. Sometimes uh, they when you go through the computer, 
Uh, I don't know if the computer says, well, I ain't nobody on here, then I'm going to cut them off. <laughs> but anyway, we are back. Uh, <laughs> we are, uh, it has a mind of its own, don't it? Yeah, we are in recorded mode now. In, in 15 seconds, we'll have another hour left. Um, let me say this. Uh, you've given out a great deal of information. I believe we have, may have to do two or three sessions of these if, if, if need be. But I would like for you to go back from the beginning and recapture from the start for the person that may be just getting in now. But anyway, you, you recapture what we already did to start from the government contract. You got the flow. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brother Howard. Uh, I want to give a synopsis of what we just talked about when it comes to government contracts and how to win these government contracts, uh, the most important part. And a part of this is just uh, uh, following protocol when it comes to doing good business uh, within our community. You know, so uh, one of the, the first step is whatever entity that you have and that you have been doing business under, uh, whether you've been doing business as an LLC, limited liability company, let's talk about that for a minute, if you don't mind. Limited liability company, what is a limited liability company? A limited liability, liability company can be a single member, a limited liability company. Uh, it can be a, uh, a member that has three or more uh, board members as a limited liability company. And with that having three or more, you must follow this. You have to have an operational agreement in place if you got three or more board members with a limited liability company. If you have more than uh, two board members, put it like that, uh, with a limited liability company, you got to have, you must have an operational agreement in place. Well, why have an operational agreement in place? Because you need to let them know their ownership rights and how much percentage of that company that they own when it comes to the operational agreement. I've seen so many people fall out because they didn't have an operational agreement in place and they didn't have the right documentation when it came to percentile of ownership. A limited liability company, uh, a good example would be if company uh, has three board members, and each board member owns 33% uh, of ownership within that company. 33.2 will give them, 33.3 uh, really, will give them uh, ownership uh, uh, in that company, okay? So any company that you don't have to go to, even if it's two people, but if there's two or more, you need a, uh, an operational agreement in place. You need that in place bad if it's two or more. I've, I've, I've seen too many things that didn't go right, you know, with companies, with uh, small businesses because they didn't have the right paperwork in place. So with two or more, you need an operational agreement in place so everyone will know they're standing with the company, uh, their percentile of ownership, and go from there, you know. So – your registered agent, let's talk about that for a minute. Your registered agent is the person that is applying 
for um, that are uh, a position. That are, that registered agent can be one of the owners. It can be uh, the owner, or it can be uh, a person appointed to be a registered agent, or it can be a company that can be a registered agent. It depends on the owner of the company whether or not he or she want to appoint a registered agent out of the group. And they might get an outside company, a notary. Public can be a registered agent for that company, okay? Just some objectives that we want to look at as well while we're talking about uh, the business plan and putting things together for federal contracting, you know. So you have to have on your original document of articles of organization, and that's what it's called when you do a limited liability company, is articles of organization, you must have on that documentation uh, who's the registered agent of that company. So that's very important. Uh, one of the uh, other things uh, we just discussed was limited LLC, you know, limited liability company. That means that the liability is not on the burden of the individuals but on the burden of the company uh, that is registered with the state that they're doing, doing business in. So all of the, uh, say something goes wrong or you all have a fallout, all of the uh, what we call hootenanny, uh, uh, as we put it, won't be on the owner as it will be on the company. I want to make that clear. So uh, if there ever is a fallout or anything, that, that company, uh, uh, LSC, would be more in, in the uh, – legal uh, advocate role than anything else. Now, when we do business as a nonprofit, uh, the nonprofit uh, can register as articles of incorporation as a nonprofit and receive the same thing as when it applies for other business relations with uh, the, the same entity or a different entity. Give you a good example. If you have a nonprofit and you're doing business in the state, know your, know your state law, too, when, you, when you're doing uh, articles in cooperation or articles of, of organization, know what they're saying, know what, they're stand, what they stand for, and how each state review uh, different boards and everything. Uh, this is good to know. Uh, I believe we're going to probably end up doing a two-part segment on this because there's a lot of information. You know, that board is very important that you have or that you have appointed. You know, uh, some board members are appointed and some are, are, are sworn in other ways, uh, voted in, you know. So there's several ways that you can build a board. You know, you, you're looking for successful people to be on your board uh, because you're trying to run a successful a legitimate organization uh, when it comes to your business. Uh, the uh, LLC uh, is that limited. It could be a single member. Let me say this again. It could be a single member LLC or it can be a uh, board LLC where you have a board with two or three members, two or more members, put it like that, not two or three, but two or more members uh, that will make up your board. And out of that board, you can uh, uh, put together your organizational agreement 
uh, an, an operational agreement under that board. Your operational agreement is going, it tells the company that you own so many percentiles of that company and your position is, whatever your position is given by the president or board itself, um, and also you want to let them know the percentile of ownership that you have within this organization. Now, within the planning of uh, your organization, please make sure that you have a business plan in place. Uh, a, uh, I always say you have a, an executive summary and a business plan in place because the executive summary is only two pages. It should be just two pages telling about your company, and your business plan may be a little uh, longer than that, given history, identifying your company, what, what's your role, how you uh, go about uh, soliciting business or doing business, and um, uh, what you look for as an outcome, your capability statement, all of that should be in, within your business plan. A lot of companies try to uh, not have a business plan, but in order for you to be successful in today's world, you have to have a business plan in place. You know, whether you're doing mom-and-pop business or, or whether you're doing major corporation business, you have to have a business plan in place. Now, uh, one, other, one thing that goes along with that, too, for-profit, articles of corporation, for-profit, whether you're an S-corporation or a C-corporation, for-profit, okay? That's another segment that I'll probably do a lesson plan home for next week, but I wanted you all to have that in mind as well. We look forward for that for next week or yeah, next week we'll, we'll, I want to go into that uh, for profit because there's a lot there, and I don't want no one to get penalized because they don't know what all of this stands for. That's why I'm giving you the information so you can do some research, and, and, and when we come back to the table next week, we can have uh, some information in front of us on for profit. You know, it's very important as well because if you out there and you uh, do, uh, whether it's the LLC or for-profit or Inc. Uh, S Corporation or Inc. C Corporation, uh, your big, biggest thing is having uh, these agreements in place and your uh, executive business plan in place so you can move forward with your business. You know, just, just having uh, your federal certification uh, is going to require a lot of this, but just having that frame of mind that, hey, i got to have a business plan and doing your business plan or getting someone to do your business plan, uh, knowing uh, that uh, your business plan is a representation of nobody but you. You know, it represents you. Hey, my name is so-and-so. This is what I do. Here's my business plan. And when a company looks at their, your business plan, they're looking at you. They're looking at your qualifications. They're looking at your, uh, your, uh, your work and what you can do, what you can't do. Uh, what may set you aside from other businesses? What make your business uh, uh, commendable? And so uh, you're looking at these objectives and putting your plan into action, which makes it uh, lucrative for you to get uh, commercial contracts as well as government contracts. So that's very important as well, you know. So we, we've done a, a lot of that uh, recently, uh, putting plans together for different companies, uh, even uh, – Right before I, we had gotten sick, 
I was working on several uh, projects and that I wanted to complete and have on the table. One thing that we want to look at very closely, uh, Brother Howard, is we want to look at uh, going after these uh, grants that's out there uh, for different communities. Uh, there's grants uh, for uh, Meals on Wheels. There's grants for uh, uh, your uh, day centers. Uh, anyone that owns a day center, uh, adult day center that you go to, and uh, and everything for meals and and for entertainment, uh, for whatever the case may be. Uh, there's grants for uh, stop the violence. They got a, a grant for stop the violence out now. They got a grant for uh, race relations now. It just came out. Uh, matter of fact, it hasn't come out yet. It come out June the first on race relations. You know, so it's a lot of projects out there for our community to rebuild our community and put our uh, community back in the right mindset because right now in America, uh, last last weekend we had over, I was watching a report, we had over 400 shootings last weekend. That That's too much. That's too, uh, Our country has turned into nothing but uh, uh, almost Vietnam almost, you know. So uh, we, we, we have, we, we got to bring these things back into alignment. As men and women of God, we have to, Put our community back in a in an alignment, you know, and 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 go at this in a, in a better mindset than we have in the past, you know. So uh, no, I don't disagree with everything that uh, uh, other groups do, uh, and definitely I don't agree with everything other groups do because now and we try to bring programs that's going to be. Uh, helpful to the whole community and be available to the whole community, you know, so that's what we try to do here. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about uh, just being able to present uh, these programs. Uh, if it's a, a program that, uh, that you're working on right now as an individual and you need uh, for someone to look at that program and, and make sure that you're doing the right thing with it, Please, by all means, give us a call, 561-301-4494. I'm going to say it again, 561-301-4494, and let us talk about your program and what you're trying to accomplish. Brother Howard, in the questions, do you have the audience, do you have any questions? Uh, uh, no, uh, but I am... Uh thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying the program, and uh, thank you for the work that you're doing, and um, we just hope that some of our local black businesses, truckers here, there are so many black truckers here in Beatty that run this road every day, uh, that if they're looking to improve themselves, even though you may have a job with a certain trucker company, you can even do better. When you're not on your regular right. job, you can, you can be uh, as they say, moonlighting, making more money as a government contractor yeah, that's right. using your truck. Absolutely. If you got a, if you haul logs, you can disconnect from your log hauler and hook up to a trailer. You 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 can do whatever you need to do. So there's no need to be talking about I ain't got this and my family ain't got this and I can't do this. It depends on you. Thank you, Doctor McCord, for keep bringing us the information. 
Awesome, awesome. So, um, I'm, how much time I have now? I don't want to go with my time. Am I good? Oh, no, you you are in record mode now. We just, we we have, we have, we have we okay. the live streaming time. You at this point okay. now, you are forty three minutes left into uh, record mode. Awesome, awesome, good deal. Let 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 let's, let's continue then. So, a part of this, what happens? is that once you identify with uh, where you want your company to be, where you want your company to be an LLC, an Inc., uh, a corporation, or where you want to be a nonprofit, once you identify as owner of that uh, particular entity, then your next step will be uh, to get your federal tax ID number, our EIN number. Now, your EIN number is to be uh, uh could be gotten very easy. Go online to irs.gov. Listen to me very carefully. Go online to irs.gov and apply for an EIN number. That's the way that it reads online. Apply for an EIN number. Once you go to that website, you will be able to apply for your EIN number and have it in less than uh, 10 minutes. It doesn't take that long. You have your EIN. Make sure that they send you a hard copy of your EIN. You can write down your number, but make sure they send you a hard copy from the government of that paperwork when you do, when you do that. They, they have it right there for you. So it, it won't be no mistake that, hey, I got my EIN. I, I, I'm ready now. I know what my next step is when it comes to getting uh, these contracts. So once you get your EIN, then the next thing you want to do, you have your name of your company because the name of your company is inside your articles of organization or articles incorporation. Then go ahead and apply for your DMB, your Dun and Bradstreet. When you apply for the Dun and Bradstreet, don't get uh, confused. Or, uh, don't get. Um, uh, don't let uh, yourself get this discouraged because of the paperwork. Again, we're talking about paperwork. A lot of people get discouraged when it comes to paperwork. I don't know why, but they, they have a fright right there, uh, Brother Howard. They, 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 they go into withdrawals when it comes to paperwork. All you have to do is follow the protocol of applying for the Dun & Bradstreet with your tax ID number. This is the uh, process right here in chronological order. You've got to have your EIN, your tax ID number, your EIN, and then you can apply for your Dun & Bradstreet. Once you apply for your Dun & Bradstreet, they're going to ask you pertinent questions, you know, and they, because they, they have to have this in order to uh, make you certified to do grants and contracts. Once you apply for that, then – uh, and within 24 hours, you'll have your D&B number, okay? You uh, keep all this in a file or, or uh, a hard drive file or, and write it down. Sometimes I, I write stuff. I still, I'm old school. I still write a lot of stuff down, you know, for uh, remembering. So keep that close by in a file close to you. And then once you have your D&B, you're going back now to SAM.gov, and once you go to SAM.gov, you want to make yourself applicable to receive, there's a form on there, 44 pages, to receive your uh, case code to do federal contracting. 
that that's that's a broken down scale of how that goes. Now, when you apply for that government contract, these are I'm gonna give you five other things that you need to look for on that 44 page document. They want to know whether or not you you can prove that you are a minority business. Uh, they want to know uh, whether or not you can prove that uh, you can, you, you're available to do business within the United States. They, they, need, they, they have a form on there that, that, that you need to fill out to, to prove to them that you can do business within the United States. Uh, your RRS, because they're going to ask you several times mm-hmm. to present your EIN number, because they take that and they go through with a fine tooth, tooth comb. And they know whether or not you got anything outstanding out there or anything that's not within the alignment that you can do these contracts. They're going to check you out first, you know, so they, they go through everything with a fine-tooth comb, and that's what the government does. You know, I've been a, a, a federal contractor for a while, and that's what they do. They're going to go through it, you know, and they're going to prove your authenticity, uh, you know, uh, that you're real, that you you're about your business, you know, so they're going to check you out very thoroughly by doing that. And then they're going to check out uh, and see exactly your qualifications uh, on that 44-page document. If you say that uh, you're a farmer and that you have uh, knowledge of farming and you've been doing this for X number of years, all they want is just a letter of proof on those documents to show them that you've been doing this for X number of years and that you're a minority uh, business owner, you know. So those documents are very important. we got to have those in place in order for us to go to the next level, you know. Now, I want to talk about something that I haven't talked about at all, and that is bidding on government contracts since i got a little time. I'm, I'm going to go into it. We might not have time to finish. We can do a second series uh, on this. Uh, to finish it, but I want to talk about bidding on government contracts for just a minute. Uh, if you're, when you get your certification and you know that with this, uh, you should be able to bid on federal contracts under your cage code. They're going to give you a cage code. Once they give you that cage code, then you're able to bid on government contracts. Okay, the government contract that you're able to bid on is the one that's in your NAT code. I'm going back to the NAT code again. If your national industry code, they call it, if you have a company, your company is legit and uh, business ready, they're going to, and, you, and you've been uh, government certified, you have a NAT code. National Industry Code, we call it. The Industry Code is going to tell Company A what type of business that you can bid on. Now, what what do you bid on? Uh, say FEMA. Say you you bid on a FEMA contract, but you're not certified under FEMA through through your cage code to bid on the contract. They're not going to look at you. I was going to go ahead and tell you. They're not going to look at your company. They're not going to look at your work, and uh, uh, it's going to give them second thoughts. 
And you never want to give them second thoughts, believe me. You, when you walk in that room or on that online and you bid on a certain contract, you should have not only knowledge of the workload that that's, that's pertained in that contract, but you should also have your NAT code, your industry code, stating that you have knowledge, say, as a groundskeeper or lawn and maintenance. You have knowledge of that. You have experience in that, and that you can do the workload pertaining to that. Don't go in there telling them that you have uh, environmental uh, knowledge and you don't have the environmental certification to take on that particular job because with the environmental uh, certification comes a 40-hour course, I'm telling you from experience, 40-hour course of environmental uh, mediation, uh, then you have to have the training on top of training for, from OSHA in order to get that particular job. So when you walk in that room or walk into that virtual or uh, uh, go online with the Fed for these contracts, make sure that your industry code and what you do and your capability statement, everything lined up, in other words. Make sure everything is lined up. Then you won't have no trouble if everything is lined up. Everything needs to be lined up. So when you talk to them about contracts, you know what you're talking about. You can present the facts, and you can hold your own, put it like that. So uh, if I'm talking to a – say I'm talking to the U.S. Postal Service, and they want to contract me for the delivery of mail, okay, I should have some experience in logistics. I should have some experience and what I'm doing, okay? So they're going to ask you about your experience on your uh, paperwork, you know, so that, that plays a role, you know. If, if it's a sometime, sometime, if it's a new contract and you don't have total knowledge, the best thing to do if you want the contract and, it's, and you have the NAT code that can cover that contract, the best thing to do is bid it, you come in as a prime. I want you to listen to this very carefully. You come as a prime contractor, and you lease that contract to a subprime legitimately. Lease it to a subprime. In other words, although I have the experience and the background, uh, I'm going to lease this contract or sub this contract out to a subprime. You win the contract of janitorial, but you don't have – total the manpower that you need. I'm telling you some shortcuts and, and some ways to go about this. You don't have the manpower that you need. You can lease that contract or sub that contract out to someone that can handle it, and that way uh, the full responsibility and load won't fall directly on you. You still control the contract, but I want to tell you, whatever you do, make sure that your sub get paid. Make sure your sub has general liability insurance. If you subbing something out to someone, they need to have general liability. Okay? That's very important. Make sure that your sub has uh, some type of, it depends on the contract, you probably need workman comp in place. You know, so these are just a few of the tools that's needed in order for you to be a successful contractor in the field. You know, so make sure that all of your ducks in a row, 
and that your your subprime all of his or her uh, ducks are in a row, you know, because I don't want a, uh, a contract from someone that don't have the right paperwork just to say I got a contract. I want everything to be legitimate, everything to be uh, line the line up, and then we can talk business. You know, I don't mind uh, uh, talking to a person or, or, or relating to a person when they have everything lined up. If they don't have everything lined up, but they want everything lined up, they can call us again, and call the company, and tell us, hey, look, I want to do uh, business. I want to do federal contracts, and this, this is where I'm at now, you know, and, and, and can you help me to get to, uh, uh, to the next level within my business? Of course we can, but we want you to uh, work with us and get you in the right frame of mind and in the right place to do uh, the federal contracts and, and commercial business if necessary. Any questions thus far? Uh, All right. Usually, how, uh, my question is usually how much time, I know it depends on the quality of the person and his ability or comprehensive information, how much usually is the time required before a person gets certified? I know, I know that may be an open-end question, but um, usually how long does it take for a person to get well, between us, okay, I'm glad you asked that. That's a good question. Between uh, our team and the uh, government, uh, it normally takes between 15 to 30 days. It normally takes from 15 to 30 days. Uh, uh, once after we finish the paperwork and everything, it was just one from from the articles to the Dun and Bradstreet to uh, getting you certified uh, between 15 and 30 days because they check everything with a fine-tooth comb. You know, uh, it's like uncles going to the Army and, and getting a physical and getting ready to go in. Boy, they check everything. <laughs> I tease you not. When I say they check everything, they check everything, you know. <laughs> so once you, you clear it through them, and you're able to do uh, federal contracts. All right, all right. In, any okay, other questions? A, um, no, okay. I'm just listening now. Go ahead. You got it. <laughs> okay, okay, no problem. So during this process, if I run across someone that, is qual- that it has met the qualifications to be a federal contractor, and they have passed all the uh, uh, paperwork in, and they are and they're getting ready to get certified. I will immediately start looking for them uh, uh, contracts. I go into contract mode, and I immediately have a, uh, me and the team will start looking for contracts for them, so they can have uh, the contracts they need to uh, operate. Um, and one of the ways well, I'm gonna give you. A, something that we do, uh, say that there's a company that has contracts and uh, say that the U.S., uh, I use the U.S. Postal Service, for example, uh, they have contracts for um, delivery, mail delivery, which is come, comes on the logistics. Uh, they have these contracts. They put the contract on a contract board online through FBO.gov, FBO, no, it's beta, B-E-T-A, dot fbo dot gov 
that's when they that's the uh, the, the website when they put them online. Beta B E T A dot F B O Federal Business Opportunity F B O dot gov, and then you can pull from there uh, different uh, contracts that the government may have. Uh, once you get your certification, you can start pulling. And then once you pull the contract, one other thing that's going to pop up, bid, uh, your bidding skills, how will you bid on this contract? So if you get the uh, the paperwork and they got several people that's uh, out there bidding, sometimes they will have, and you might want to record this here, I'll write it down, they got what they call simplified acquisition program. Simplified Acquisition Program, that's, that's SAP, we call it, S-A-P, Simplified Acquisition Program through the federal government. And what this Simplified Acquisition Program does uh, is set aside grants, set aside contracts for just for minority businesses or just for small businesses. Or it might be just for a woman-owned business. So they set aside these contracts just for them, and these are the only people that can bid on these contracts or win these contracts. Uh, that's under the Simplified Acquisition Program. Under the Simplified Acquisition Program, they may have contracts available, uh, say, for $250,000, you know, and they'll actually, if you apply for it, you'll actually, it won't be nobody else to bid on the contract with you because they will make your paperwork applicable uh, to win that particular contract, and they have a way of doing it that uh, keeps everything legit, and they, they have set-asides. They do have set-asides like that, that they got uh, uh, contracts set-aside just for uh, minorities in business. They have contracts set-aside just for women in business. They got contracts set-aside for small small businesses. So it's always set-asides that you can win uh, 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 for your business when it comes to contracting. Let me talk about another area or arena since we're on contracting. You do not want to walk in a room and, and, uh, and don't know uh, anything about the contract that you're bidding on. That's number one. Number two, when you go in that room, you should have knowledge of what you're bidding on before you get there and be a successful bidder. One thing you want to ask, and whether they do, they're doing it virtual now. One thing you want to ask on the virtual meeting is, uh, what was the last bid on this job? Remember that. If you're in a bidding room, you have the right to ask, what it was the last bid on that job? That is federal uh, information. That is public information for them to tell you what was the last bid. They might send you back an email telling you this information, but that's your information because it's public records. What was the last bid on this job? A lot of times I would take that last bid myself, and I would bid on that job based on the last bid. And that's the way I do it a lot of times. If I knew that uh, last year uh, H&H company bid it uh, $340,000 on that bid and won, I take that last bid, do my homework first, Find out, can I get that job done uh, cheaper and better than what the last company did? Uh, most bids, uh, uh, they go from four years to 
five years on most bids, then they put it back on the board again. So if you win a federal contract, you know you guarantee four years straight up on that contract. So a lot of times what happens is uh, once you go in that bidding room, you don't want to underbid and you don't want to overbid. You want your bid to be right on the money. So in order to do that, you need to find out what was the last bid on the job, you know. And most of the uh, point of contact officers will, will help you get that information. Your POC officers will help you get that information. And once you get that information, then you would know how yourself to go about bidding on that particular job. You would know yourself. So um, um, a lot of times I might go 15% below what the cost is to do the job. Uh, that means I done did my homework. I done uh, did my accounting. I know how much it costs to get that job done and how I can save money by going different routes than what the last person went in order to bid on that particular job. And once I bid on that job and we win the contract, then uh, it will be up to me, it's up to you as a prime, we call it, to whether you want to do it yourself or you want to serve it out to a subprime, that's your decision. But that subprime must have certain qualifications, such as jail liability, uh, possible work comp, and whatever else is asked for within that contract. It may be some small things like uh, do they have uh, certain paperwork in place or certain documentation in place in order to be a part of that bid, you know. So uh, as long as you have your ducks lined up in a row and you're ready to bid on that contract, uh, you should go ahead and bid on it. I'll go ahead and bid on it, you know, uh, as long as you have your, your uh, things in order. Uh, are there any other questions uh, in, uh, for bidding on contracts or how we go about bidding on contracts? Um, does that, uh, say for you you bidding on a contract, um, what does it, give an a example of a price range for some of them government contracts? Starting at about what? Say, for instance, you're bidding on a contract for whatever, uh, the price of that government contract will come in at about what price? Okay, I'm going to give you three examples. One is if it's a simplified acquisition program contract, uh, which is a small contract, at a norm it's from 250 to uh, mm-hmm. $500,000. Two hundred fifty thousand to five hundred thousand dollars. They call that a simplified acquisition contract. Uh, that uh, a pro, under that program, uh, if you apply uh, your company information to the information given online for that contract at a norm, and there haven't been a lot of uh, people applying, they will give you that contract. You know, and that's between two hundred fifty thousand to five hundred thousand. Anything above that. Uh, and you bid on it, then uh, they'll go through the process of uh, of elimination uh, to see who qualifies for the, that. It's a process of elimination. It's a process of uh, information, and it's a process of guarantee. Those three processes, what they take you through when it comes to uh, getting the contract, especially the VA. Uh, veteran Affairs, they have a lot of, of government contracts 
and a lot of times they will go through the process, those same three processes that we just talked about, and they will see who uh, best can fit to get the job done, you know, and depending on what type of work that they want you to do in order to get that job done. I've seen some of them just arrive the blues, uh, uh, will do a simplified acquisition program and awarded the contract, uh, but they don't have the labor. Uh, awarded the contract, and they have don't have what it takes to uh, do the proper uh, work on completing that task. Uh, if you bid on something or you put your name in, in for something, please, by all means, make sure that you have the manpower and or the uh, equipment to get the job done. You know, don't 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 allow yourself to look bad going in there. You don't have what it takes to get the job done. So make sure that you have everything in place in order to get the job done. That's very words, very important. In other words, after you uh, look at the SAP, you already know what is required for you to be in there bidding on that contract. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, great, great. You know, uh, there's no doubt, you know, that, okay, I know what I need for this job. This is what I'm going to do on this job here. And you as a, uh, as the jobber, you come in there, uh, you, you you have all, everything together, you get your tools together, you got your, your team together, and you're ready to bid on that particular job. You go right then to the board, bid on it. The first thing they're going to mm-hmm. ask you is for your cage code. You know, and uh, uh, once they get that cage code, which tells them a whole lot of information, believe me, once they get your cage code, then they're going to ask for, if the job called for general liability, someone called for general liability, or someone called for just uh, bid uh, liability, bid insurance, you know, and uh, a lot of times I keep, me, I keep an insurance company on hand uh, so I can uh, make my company applicable uh, for certain contracts, they ask for you to have a what they call a, 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 a statement of work insurance. We call it where you just uh, your insurance will uh, provide be provided and when you win this contract. You already covered the contract is already covered by your insurance. You know that that you have in place and, and everything else that you have in place to go along with it, like your cage code and that code and everything. Everything is going to be checked out, believe me, from, from head to toe before they release that contract. Right now, now, let's talk about the government for a minute, right now, what's happening right now. Right now, they're in a holding stage. A holding stage, what I mean by that is that they have a lot of contracts, uh, but uh, during COVID-19, uh, they had some people to put in some stuff that wasn't legit and wasn't true. So they're having to go back and review contracts again to make sure that everything is correct when it's uh, reviewed uh, because everything goes before a reviewing board and everything is a, re- approved by uh, – it can be approved by one person, depending on the size of the contract, and but most of all of uh, uh, the workload itself and the uh, capability statement from a- another company, you know. So that's why it's important to have our paperwork Lines up, you know, as we say in the biblical term, line up on line, precept on precept. You know, everything got to line up. You know, everything has to line up. 
Okay. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so what happens in that process is that uh, once they check you out and find out that you have the uh, uh, sustainability, capability, accessibility, uh, and the know-how when it comes to that contract, they go ahead and award it to you. They, they a lot of times they would give you a certain percentage up front. They said they give you a certain percentage up front uh, to go ahead and get started on the contract, and then on the back end, they uh, uh, whether it's thirty day net for payment or ten day net, however you set it up uh, on that uh, thirty day net, they they go ahead and cut your check for uh, the work that has been done, and if it's a continuing job, they'll set you up on a thirty day net on a monthly basis because a lot of times the job is continuing. And you might have a, a job where that's going to last five years, and you'll set your payment to come to you, you'll set that up on a 30-day net, you know, and uh, uh, you will monitor your payments coming in to you. So you will be on key when you receive contracts and everything. That's so very important, you know, uh, to be on key with these contracts. Uh, make sure that uh, you are available uh, when it comes to signing your contract, signing your documentation. Make sure that you have everything uh, inclusive when it comes to your company, your business, and that you have followed protocol and done what you're supposed to do in order to win this contract. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me ask this question here. Um PPP, uh, well, we got 13 minutes left in the broadcast. PPP, you, okay. you know about that and what's happening now with people that got these loans during this uh, COVID-19 and some of them not having the right type business. And that's the thing about that. If you have good information, talk about the repercussions for those that went in there and got those loans and did not act rightfully have a business. They, they lied or set themselves up. Uh, talk, talk about that because uh, – the thing about government contracts and getting government money, when you go in to get that money, you better be who you are and what you are and who you say you are. Go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and let me talk about that for a minute, okay? And because okay. That, that's, a, that's, that's an ongoing problem right now, and I want to look at that, the TPP, okay? Uh, number one, if your company – don't have uh, paperwork, whether it's a 1099, whether it's a 941, 940, and you don't have anything to substantiate that you are you were legitimate during 2018, 2019, 2020, and receiving uh, these the funds from the government, uh, they, they want their money back. I'm going to be honest with you, you know, and uh, – they use that term in a wide range uh, by any means necessary. We're going to get ours back, you know. Uh, if you apply uh, apply for the PPP money and you got uh, the, the funds and you went back and did a forgiveness uh, uh, on this loan, on these funds, uh, make sure that your payment back to them is in the time range that they ask you for it back if you have to pay it back. If you got it under a grant program, which they did pass out some grants, 
and your grant program was legitimate, uh, you have nothing to worry about. If you got it under the PPP program and you had employees and your employees was working during that time and everything was legit and you got it based on your hard work, uh, you have nothing to worry about. But now if you got that PPP money and you did not report it, you did not do what you're supposed to do, you can look for some repercussions. I'm going to be honest with you, and they're doing mm-hmm. it right now while, while we speak, you know. So when you, when you go in to uh, uh, fundamentally uh, get these funds from different agencies or the government or the PPP, make sure that you, ha- you can substantiate and show just cause that you had uh, a business in operation and that you was doing good business during that period of time then you have nothing to worry about. Uh, But if you haven't, uh, I will tell you this much. Make sure that you're lining up some payments and some funds to give back to the government. I'm just being honest with you. I I have to be honest with you. You know, and that's the way the hammer falls right now. You know, so make sure when you're doing something on that level uh, that it's returned in good faith, you got it in good faith, and you're working in good faith. Uh, that way you keep your name clean, you keep your life clean, and you keep everything on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Uh, I want to say um, this has been an interesting two hours, and uh, we look forward to the next session. Uh, after the broadcast, we'll go ahead and schedule that and set it up uh, and for our next session, talking about a government contract, what is required of you, and how do you get a contract, and uh, you taking advantage of the things that are out there for you, whether you're a minority, whoever you are, you're looking to better yourself, there is an opportunity for you to do that. Don't sit back talking about, I ain't got this, and I can't do this, and the white folk is why ain't nothing about that. It's about what you do. It's about what you do. Dr. McCall has been doing this for years, and he's volunteered and putting this information out there. I'm taking time here on a Tuesday morning and whatever time we sit here at this radio station, mm-hmm. him being there in Atlanta, me in Alabama. Guys, if you drive a truck around here in Beatrice, pay attention. Get, get yourself in position to make some money. And when you get yourself in position, Cut, put put all your ducks in a row, your taxes, all that stuff. Do what you need to do. The time is out about us complaining about what somebody else got and when we ain't using what we do have. You got a truck? Turn it into a money-making truck. You got a business, trucking business? Turn it into a money-making business. You can help yourself, your family, and your community. All right, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, McCarvey, you got the floor. We got... Uh, about seven minutes left. You can close us out. And, and don't okay. forget to pray. I, I will. I definitely do that. Uh, I want to, first of all, uh, be in, in tune to what we had to say today when it comes to uh, federal contracting, government contracting, uh, certification, and uh, having a legitimate business going forward. Uh, we want to thank you for your time and your energy. We want to thank you for uh, really being with us today 
and I'm grateful to be here myself. Amen. So we're we're I'm mighty grateful to have this opportunity to share uh, what the Lord has given us, and um, over the years what we have learned when it comes to doing uh, uh, good business, you know, and it's all about uh, the good business sense and, and what, how we apply ourselves, and and and, and not uh, being afraid of doing a business, you know. So the, the fear. Uh, that there for a lot of us shouldn't be there. We should be ready to and amp to do what we need to do and grow in our business, our, uh, our business opportunity, and putting ourselves in the right frame of mind to move forward. So I really appreciate our listeners today. I appreciate uh, 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 what we're doing, uh, Brother Howard, and, and, and going forth and giving the information that's needed in order for our small minority businesses across the South to grow, grow, and grow. Thank you so much this morning. And uh, okay, now I'm going to say one more thing. Go ahead. Okay, I'm let sorry. me say this before. Okay, uh, before Dr. McCall will come with prayer, this is the web link for this broadcast, a whole two hours talking about government contracts, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and thank for you that want to get government contracts. The, te- the uh, website number is uh, http slash slash t-o-b-t-r dot com slash s. The show number is 119 uh, That is being posted. I posted several times. It's been posted on Twitter. So uh, don't have your head in the sand. Get out and make things better for yourself as well as your family. All right, Dr. McCoy, you got it. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Brother Howard. Let, let, let us close out with prayer. Father God, we come right now, Lord. We thank you for this day. We thank you for life. We thank you for getting up this morning and seeing a brand new day. It's so beautiful, Lord. We thank you. Lord, we thank you that things are as well as they are. Lord, we thank you for bringing us through the sickness that we have gone through, Lord, because was nobody but you, Jesus that was there in the operating room, and we thank you for being there. Father God, we thank you for life right now. Father God, we thank you that you're moving us on, that you're taking care of us day by day. And we're so ever grateful to the power of God that's moving in our lives and taking us to higher heights. Father God, we pray that someone has heard something in this broadcast or that will increase them, increase their life, and they will help them to grow their business and their opportunity. And, Lord, we, 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 we thank you for being ever so grateful to us, Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray that you will continue to go with us and take care of us. Take care of the NAB, the organization, the National Association of Black Defenders. Lord, wrap your own around us and keep us in, in humble care. Father God, we thank you for our our ministry and and, and our uh, growing and and developing and and being what you have called us to be. We pray, Lord, that you will continue your work in us. For you said in your word in Colossians that the Christ in us is the hope of glory. Lord, help our light to shine so men can see not my works, but see your works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Lord, we've been so careful, so kindful. We give your name all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. All right. Thank you, Dr. McCarvey. 
Uh, we will see y'all next time on House Seed Production Gospel, House Seed Production Gospel, National Association of Black Defenders, located there in Washington, D.C. Uh, they are located uh, at uh, 1629 K Street, Suite 300, Washington, D.C. For grant information, as well as information on government contracts, you can call 561 301 4494 561 301 4494 All right. You all be safe, and we'll see you next time on House Seabrook and Gospel Blog Talk Radio, the National Association of Black Defenders, government contracts, and what is required to become certified as a government contract. We see you all next time. Take care and God bless. Good evening, good morning, whatever time it is, wherever you are, God is right there with you. You're listening to House C Production Gospel, Blog Talk Radio. You can find us all over the internet at www.blogtalkradio.com slash housey-production-gospel. We are your internet radio station. Sit back and relax and enjoy more of Housey Production Gospel, Blog Talk Radio. This is Ken Grady, co-host of Gospel Music Today, and we're honored to be part of the gospel music programming brought to you by House C Productions Gospel. Check out Gospel Music Today for the latest news, guests, concert updates, and exclusive live gospel concerts from the world of Southern Gospel. House C Productions Gospel and Gospel Music Today, bringing families, communities, and churches together. You're listening to How C Production Gospel, Blog Talk Radio, www.blogtalkradio.com. How C Production Gospel, we are your internet radio. You're listening to How C Production Gospel, Blog Talk Radio, www.blogtalkradio.com. How C Production Gospel, we are your internet radio www.notoriousdesigns.com for award-winning graphics and web designer. Check out www.notoriousdesigns.com. Good evening, good morning, whatever time it is, wherever you are, God is right there with you. You're listening to House C Production Gospel, Blog Talk Radio. You can find us all over the internet at www.blogtalkradio.com dot com slash housey dash production dash gospel. We are your internet radio station. Sit back and relax and enjoy more of Housey Production Gospel Blog Talk Radio. Good day.